Hey guys, and welcome to another episode of Can We Not Argue? With me, your host, Evan Kalajai. So excited that you decided to tune in, and I can't wait to dive into today's topic. Just a reminder, the premise of Can We Not Argue? is taking on difficult topics and having potentially hard conversations with people who may disagree with us. I'm all about having those conversations, and I'm ex- trying to see both sides of a topic. So on today's episode, we are going to be covering irrational fears. And I have a guest, my best friend, Ashley Jones. Hello. Um, So let's dive right into it. Um, So when we talk irrational fears, let's just get basic baseline of what we mean by irrational. Okay. So let's, for the sake of the podcast, Mm -hmm. um, irrational will be things that are unlikely to happen. Okay. But we fear them anyway. And other people can't see the rationale behind it, which is why they are irrational. Mm-hmm. All right. So let's just dive into it. And so, Ashley, what are some of your irrational fears? Things that you think are irrational, but things that other people think are also irrational um, that you fear? That. Mm-hmm. Well, some people say that my fear of flying is irrational, but I don't think it is irrational. <laughs> I'm one of those people. Yeah, I think that flying, it's just like the fact that you're in this metal contraption 30,000 feet up in the air, and if something hits that engine, you're done. Like if a bird hits that engine, you're going down, and you don't have any control over it. And the reason why I'm scared of it mainly is because I don't have control over the plane. If the plane is going down, there's nothing you can do. Like, at least in a car, if you see something coming at you, you can swerve. If you see something coming at you, you can stop or, like, break. But in a plane, if that thing goes down, it's going down. And they say that the first, I think it's the first seven minutes of takeoff and the last 15 minutes of landing are the most dangerous. Because that's when the most, that's when most plane crashes happen. So I know you're not going to just stop flying <laughs> like fall out of the air from the sky it's just the first seven minutes and the last 15 minutes and then the turbulence like scares me because why are we having turbulence like you're not <laughs> you're not on the floor like the ground isn't shaking <laughs> like the air is shaking i don't know the air is shaking you mean the wind <laughs> i don't really care what it is it's scary um but are you scared so you're like scared of planes and plane crashes yeah are you scared of like boats because that's one of mine i like i'm scared of being on boats yeah because i can't really swim like that same i also can't swim the reason why i'm not as scared i mean i'm still scared to go on boats because if you fall over it's game over yeah fall over game over exactly like i can doggy paddle for like two minutes at most (laughs) and after that i'm done but Boats, I feel like you have a little bit more time than you do in planes. Because if that plane crashes, it could kill you on impact. But if the boat is sinking, you have a little bit of time to like call the guard and like maybe hang on to something or like grab a floaty or something. And they have like, of course they have procedures if a plane is crashing. Yeah. <laughs> but if a boat is sinking, they have like lifeboats and you get on the lifeboat, you have a little bit of chance more chance of survival parachutes and planes they don't have a parachute for every single passenger on the plane women and children first that doesn't matter if i'm not children but if the plane is going down (laughs) you have to sit in your seat 
and hope you don't die. Like, that's... Well, they say that when a plane crashes, it's not the impact that kills you, it's the smoke that kills you. Because um, you have... I and, think like, it's like oxygen levels. Yeah, yeah. You have 90 seconds to get out of the plane before the smoke kills you. But I'm more scared of the crash. Like, I... <laughs> at that point, I would just rather die of impact than, <laughs> than die of the smoke. Smoke inhalation? Yeah, i just rather that's get it over with. But... Just like, I think my fear is knowing that you're about to die. Like seeing mm-hmm. the plane go down and just thinking of all of your family members that you didn't get to say goodbye to and your friends that you didn't get to like, because you can't like text everyone. Yeah. Be like, the plane's going down. And you're in a plane. Like, don't those functions on Exactly. Your like, yeah. just everything about it. And like, the thing with the boat is like, you you have things like people can swim you can hold on to someone you can hold on to a like a something Life raft yeah buy something that floats and with that they have floaties for every single person <laughs> on that boat however it's just the thought of the ocean that's another rational fear of mine the ocean like yeah, just like being, if you're in the middle of the water like exactly and there's nothing like there was that story of the guy who was like getting almost drowning or whatever and he's he'd been floating for like either hours or days i can't remember oh. and all of a sudden leonardo dicaprio just like oh, floated yeah. by on his boat I and like saved him that. like that's such a wild story to me <laughs> and the fact that that actually happened kind yeah. of like decreased my fear a little bit knowing yeah. that if leonardo dicaprio can like suddenly appear yeah and save someone like maybe i'm not such a lost cause like yes there's a zero percent chance i'd be in that situation in the first yeah. place yeah but like the fact that someone it might not kill me yeah and then there's also the thing of animals that are in the ocean like if you're just sitting there floating in the ocean a shark could just come and grab you right from right from from the the ocean there's so many movies about that happening and the fact that like i think it's like 85 percent of our ocean is undiscovered because we don't have the technology to see everything that scares me like you are so tiny compared to everything in the ocean and you're just sitting there in the middle of the ocean your boat has just sunk you know that there are sharks coming soon because they hear all the commotion they feel all the commotion they're gonna come see what it is and they're gonna come see if it's food and you're just in the middle (laughs) of the ocean right there like that scares me you just made me more scared of boats (laughs) than i was before as you should be (laughs) especially since neither of us can like fully swim yeah and so, like, when we go, if we go back to the plane discussion, mm-hmm. that's, like, so your fear is more of, like, the fact that you can't control anything. Yes. Okay, yeah. That makes yes. sense. Like, that's why I prefer driving with, when I'm in, like, a big group, like, because mm-hmm. I know I trust myself the most with driving. Yeah. Even though, like, I know you guys can drive, like, yeah. even my friends know how to drive, some less so than others. Yes. <laughs> but I just trust myself the most with yeah. driving, and, like, I'd rather be the one in control of the wheel at the time. Same. Yeah, I just... Whole, and that whole thing with the, the study that pilots, like a lot of pilots reported that they fell asleep on the flight and they look over and their co-pilot is asleep too. That scares me because you, I know the plane can fly itself. I know that. But if something is like going on and both of them are asleep and everyone's lives are in the hands of these <laughs> two pilots, I just... The fact that they go to school for this makes me feel a lot better. However, it's just, it's still scary because the plane is big. You're 30,000 feet up in the air and you could just, like a bird, if a bird hits 
the engine you're going down it doesn't and birds are birds don't move out of the way if, i wonder how many birds a year like i don't die think, i don't know probably Do, well bird, most birds don't even fly that high right like, no, but it's still the takeoff and landing. Oh, yeah, yeah, You're getting in that area. And also the thing is, is that someone told me this a while ago. They said that um, the reason why it feels like um, there's a lot of plane crashes is because every single one is reported. Mm-hmm. Every single plane crash is reported. And car accidents, not a lot of car. They no, happen every day. Yeah, exactly. So I think that also amplifies my fear is because I hear about the plane accidents more than I do car accidents. And I know you're more likely to die in a car accident than a plane crash, but it's still scary because it's like every single one is reported. And my dad has been on a flight where the plane got struck by lightning. He said it was scary. Oh, yeah. (laughs) And I read online, like before I go, every single time before I travel, I always look up like, um how many lightning strikes is a plane able to handle or like how many birds are able to get in the engine yourself with that well no because it actually makes you feel better because i know that the wings are capable of immense pressure so when a lightning strike hits the plane it's not really of course it's gonna like scare you but it's not gonna bring the plane down but if two lightning strikes happen then there's a different story but like same thing with birds like, I didn't find much information on that, but if it's, like, a flock of birds hitting, then it's over. But if it's maybe, like, one or two, it's better. Like, you can make an emergency landing. But stuff like that. And just, like, there was a theory that came out where they're, like, that position that they have you go in to, um, if there's a crash, like, your head and your knees or something like that. Oh, yeah, where you, like, put your head between your knees and you kind of, like, crouch over and protect your neck. Yeah, they said that someone said that that position is meant to kill you on impact so they are lying yeah no way and it makes sense because if your neck is between your knees and the plane is crashing you're gonna hit the seat in front of you and it's gonna snap your neck like that's it's, i don't know if it's true I really, i'm not saying I it's true that's not true i'm not saying it's true enough, actually but terrifying. that's something that i heard it's a conspiracy theory it might not be true i don't want to get sued so i'm not going to say it's true but I'm just going to say that I'm not going to do that if the plane is crashing. I'm just going to sit there, hold on to my seatbelt, and hope that the plane doesn't crash as hard as... I'm literally shook by that. Yeah. I'm still like sitting here like, they tell you to go into a position that will cause the least amount of pain and the quickest death. Yeah. Like, it makes sense thinking about it. Yeah. However, if there's a chance at survival, they've immediately taken that away. Yeah. If this is true. And also, I think that position is also meant to save, like, your teeth so they can identify you if the plane catches on fire and stuff like that. It's just, it's scary. And I get it, but at the same time, like, that's scary. Like, it's immediate. So, I mean, if it is immediate death, then I guess they kind of are doing you a favor. Like... I don't want to say doing you a favor, <laughs> you a favor, but it's it's still crazy to think about like that could potentially like that position that they're telling you could save you might actually kill you. Think about this like now just makes has stressed me out. Yeah, like God forbid I'm ever in this position, but like yeah. if I ever get told to do that, I'm gonna be thinking 
is this to kill me yeah. or is this to save me and preserve like i just this is so stressful but even just like thinking about it like why would you put your head between, between your knees? knees yeah because if the plane let's say if the plane is nose diving and you're vertical and the plane has impact you are going to fly yeah. right into the person in front of you and that's going to compress on your head and your shoulders so you might break your neck your spine might compress yeah. like things like that it's different for like an earthquake kind of thing because with an earthquake you're protecting your neck from the debris and everything falls. exactly yeah. but if there's an impact and you're like your head is just in between your knees like that's that's kind of like i don't think if i'm like panicking like oh my gosh i'm about to die i'm not gonna do that like <laughs> i'm i'm gonna be Pretty holding on impact, exactly yeah. but they also say that um you're not supposed to tense up yeah when you tense up like more harm can be done to exactly you. like there was this one story where this guy he was sleeping and there was a tornado and he got flew like he got flung out of his house and he didn't wake up and he landed and he was perfectly fine that is godly peace imagine <laughs> swirling in a tornado like there's this story this is like a total side note yeah but there's this story where this guy is trying to teach this other guy about what like the peace of god really is and like he's like the peace of god isn't like a peaceful stream or like um a calm river or anything uh -huh. the peace of god is a bird sleeping in its nest in the middle of a storm <laughs> while rain is pounding lightning is striking and thunder is booming that is the peace of god and so when you say like this man was dead asleep yeah in the eye of a tornado peace of god anyway back to yeah, what we're talking about imagine being that deep of a sleeper i can never yeah like no. my mom takes a step into my she she <laughs> turns my doorknob of my room and i'm alert me too me too that's crazy yeah i just planes and boats yeah i would much rather um drive to um arizona or las vegas i would honestly not mind driving to florida if it meant yeah. not doing that plane i just being in a tight space i'm not claustrophobic but being so close to other people and just me being on edge the whole time like when we were on our eighth grade trip they told us you're not gonna get any sleep yeah when we land so you need to sleep on the plane i couldn't sleep on the plane at oh, all yeah, so no i way. was up for like what 48 hours or 20 something hours because i couldn't sleep on the plane and I had to pee the whole time and <laughs> our teacher he was knocked out and i was on the window seat so i couldn't get by either oh, of them sitting by our ooh, that's yeah that's i was sitting next to awkward. someone Let's who was asleep. Names, yeah i'm not yeah. gonna name names but i was sitting next to someone who was asleep he was a light sleeper but our teacher he was knocked out and i couldn't couldn't go to pee and i was constantly looking at the window making sure we weren't going down <laughs> So I just, but then again, also sitting by the window seat also brings me some sort of peace that I could see out and just like see that we're not about to fall to our death. So it's like a double-edged sword. Like I don't want to see us falling, but at the same time, having the window open gives me peace that we're not falling. <laughs> so 
yeah, it's weird. It's kind of funny that you're trapped in because I had I had a window seat and I had two empty seats next to me. And then halfway through the flight, a woman like came to sit by me because she was having problems with like who she was sitting by. Mm-hmm. And like she was chill. So it was pretty much like I still had two empty seats. So yeah. it's kind of funny that you were stuck there yeah. and I was chilling on that trip. Yeah. There's no way I could sleep on a plane. But no yeah, way. sleeping on planes, like just sleeping with other people around like i guess this is technically also pretty irrational but like you don't know what they're doing exactly what if they like reach for your stuff like if you have stuff in the overhead compartment what if someone tries to grab that like when i was i was taking a train from my college to visit one of our friends down Mm -hmm. in san diego and that was like a nice six hour train ride and so Mm. like obviously i wanted to sleep because i knew we were going to be super busy the next day doing stuff but I don't the all your stuff is like out in the open and so I'm here I put like a strand of my bag down so that I'd always be able to see it so Mm -hmm. if someone grabbed it and that strand disappears (laughs) I know someone's trying to jack my stuff yeah but like you never like yes people should be naturally good but you can't trust them. yeah you can't trust people and there is another thing that I, I obviously I do a lot of like I watch a lot of these videos but there was something that I saw where one year they were doing like a TSA um, experiment thing and they had a bunch of people come in with guns. It was like a controlled environment and they TSA didn't catch 90% of the people who had guns. Yo. That scares me so bad. And I know that like if someone does, I mean, I guess I don't know when the study, when this was done. It could have been done when TSA was still fairly new. Or maybe right after 9-11 or right before 9-11. I don't know when it was done. But TSA has gotten a lot better. But now they just straight up go through your stuff. They'll like open the bags and like rummage through. And it's like. Like I've got some hair care things where it's just like. They think it's like. And I have like a lot of Ziploc bags. Yeah. And they'll think I'm carrying. Like smuggling a boatload of drugs. I'm just like. No, my mom taught me to be really prepared, so I have all these Ziploc bags. Because yeah. you never know when you need to carry around, like, popcorn or something. Yeah. And they're like, okay, weirdo, but... Yeah. And also, my mom, she used to travel all the time for work, and she taught me, always put your the travel size in a Ziploc bag, so, like, if the container opens, it won't get all of your stuff. Mm-hmm. So I, I also have a bunch of Ziploc bags in my... Um, suitcase and stuff and sometimes like I'll open my bag and they're like I'll open and I'm like that's the complete opposite of what the purpose yeah. the purpose is and it annoys me but at the same time like you kind of they kind of do have to check this stuff because it's scary people try things all the time like bringing knives and guns on planes and it's just that's scary that's really scary and like for the most part we know that the likelihood of like us just being attacked on a plane or a boat or like in a train is very low but then but then we have things like my fear that are i don't think it's irrational because of the fact that it's more prevalent than people may realize like with my fear of spiders (laughs) that i literally i will get made fun of for this I'm happy to get made fun of it for it because of the fact that I know that I will not be the one to die of a spider bite. Yeah. When people say, 
oh, like we know poisonous spiders and whatever. Like that's not poisonous. My thing is, how do you know? People didn't know things were poisonous until, until they, they died. got and died. And it wasn't even like one person. It was like multiple Many people. people. And I'm like, y'all didn't learn your lesson the first time. <laughs> Like, and now I actually have a story to go with this fear that's very rational. But at the very beginning of my freshman year of college, I had made friends and I was that person who didn't want to do things outside. So I said that we should hang in the lounge and play cards. And everyone else was like, no, let's play outside. Like, it's a beautiful night. Let's just play outside. So I was like, whatever. I got overruled. There were like eight people. So it was like seven to one. And so we play outside. The next morning, I wake up with a giant bruise on my thigh. And then it turns out it was a spider bite. And it got infected. And it took up the entirety of my thigh. It was the fattest thing on my thigh that I have ever had. It was itchy. It was painful to walk with because it was so big. And, you know, your thigh is what you walk with with your leg. And so now that I have that story, no one can ever say anything about my fear being irrational. Yeah, I would agree with you. Um, And also, going back to the whole we know what's poisonous and not, you know what's poisonous. How am I supposed to know (laughs) what spiders are? I'm not sitting here studying spiders for a living. Like, I don't know what's poisonous. I'm just going to assume every single spider is poisonous. Like, especially I hate when wintertime comes around because I find spiders in my room all the time. And I have been able this year i have been able to kill most of the spiders that i see but when they're like on my roof like crawling on my roof or like or not my roof my ceiling or like in the corner where i can't like throw a shoe at it it's like <laughs> i have to use the vacuum and like suck use it up. The vacuum yes like the little um, a little hose sucker yeah Bro, and i suck it so up smart, actually. and then i have to because i'm still not convinced that it's sucked in the vacuum i have to like vacuum something else so the dust like buries it (laughs) i just so it can't just crawl back exactly it's not crawling back up on me no thank you so i i've gotten better with my fear of spiders i just killed one this morning actually it was i was taking a shower and it was crawling under the door to get into the bathroom and (laughs) bless my brother i screamed and like I wrapped the towel around me and I was like, there's a spider, get me a shoe. And he bolted <laughs> down the stairs to get me a shoe. And he came back and I it was like a team effort thing. That's good brotherhood. Yeah. And when I first moved into my house, we had um, we had a lot of problems with the house. But um, one main problem was that there was this big red spider, like practically living behind the mirror of the bathroom. And I could not get it because every single time I tried to get it, it would just go back in the mirror. It was the scariest thing I have ever seen. It was not only, it was big, but it was red, like bright red. There's no way that's not poisonous. I assumed it was poisonous. And I was so scared because I was like, what if this thing has babies behind that mirror? And so I was like trying to do the vacuum thing. It was too big. I couldn't get it. And then... um, one day I took a shower and I didn't have the fan on because I forgot to turn the fan on and I guess the humidity was too much and it came out of the mirror I did not waste a second I killed that thing so quickly and it was the best day of my life just flushing it down the toilet I was like oh thank god that is over because it was scary and I agree with you I'm not as scared of spiders as you are 
<laughs> but I am terrified of spiders. I'm also... They're back to seventh grade when there was a dead spider in my notebook and I cried anyway. <laughs> Never forget. It that was would, already dead. That was kind of funny. It wasn't funny to me. I was, I was <laughs> traumatized. It was kind of funny. Because that means it had been in my backpack before it died. Yeah. I was thinking about I was just like, wow, I've never seen you cry before. And just like, <laughs> seeing you cry over a dead spider, that was kind of funny to me. You have to admit, it's kind of funny now. It's still not funny because <laughs> if it was in my backpack, who knows what could have happened? Like, like you were scared of the red spider having babies. Yeah. Mine could have had babies <laughs> in my whole backpack. Yeah. And that's going to my locker at school, my home. <laughs> Are you kidding me? That's traumatized. And I was, I, what, 13? Yeah traumatized i i will admit that but also another phobia that i have is clowns i it's probably one of the most basic phobias besides arachnophobia but i feel like everyone is scared of clowns i'm not scared of clowns like i don't i don't see what's they're meant originally yeah to be something for like kids to blow up balloons and yeah. face paint and like now we have the joke that if you're like being stupid about a boy you're a, you're clown. a clown so but i think well i have a reason just like your spider <laughs> thing i have a reason why i'm scared of clowns and um the story is i think i've told you this story but when i was living back in san diego it was maybe second or third grade so i was really young and the the it movie the pennywise the clown thing movie, yeah. it was um really popular in my household and my cousin used to live with us and i remember my parents asked me to go get her laptop from her room and i went in there and the dvd was sitting next to the laptop and that clown was on the front of the the dvd and it scared me and i didn't i mean it scared me for like the day and then i was fine and then I went to sleep, and in my I had never seen the movie ever. It's just the clown. And in my dream, I had it was like a really vivid dream of the bathroom. It felt like it was real. And the bathroom lights turned on, the water turned on, and I got out of my bed to go see what was going on. And the clown was standing in the bathtub, and it was just looking at me. And then I woke up and then I got out of my bed and the bathroom door was open. So I <laughs> it scared the crap out of me. So I uh, closed the bathroom door and I went back to sleep. Nothing happened. The next night I went to bed, same exact dream of the water turning on the clown in the bathroom. But this time it got out of the bathtub and started walking towards my room. And I slept with my door open because I'm a child yeah. and it was just staring at me. I woke up. Bathroom door was open. The next night, made sure to close that door. Nothing happened. No dream. I because I physically closed the bathroom door, so no dream. The next night, I slept with my parents. I forgot why. I was probably scared, but I saw the bathroom door was open on my way to my parents' room. I fell asleep. Same thing. Bathroom lights turned on. The water turned on. I could hear the footsteps of. Pennywise the clown coming towards my parents room and I put the covers over my head and then I turned over and I like peeked out he was standing right next to my father looking at me just smiling 
it scared the crap out of me. And every single time after that, I was adamant that that bathroom door stays shut and I would not use the bathroom in that bathroom ever after, ever after. after <laughs> I, I can't even speak. <laughs> it's so, it still scares me because like, I had never had a reoccurring dream that vivid before. And the fact that the clown was following me, like the first night it was, I went to it. Second night, I didn't go to it. It came to me. The third time, it came to me. And I just kept having these reoccurring dreams where this clown was coming towards me. And in the movie, the clown goes towards children because it wants to eat them. (laughs) And I had never seen the movie. I saw the movie like years later. And that scared me even more because of the fact that there was a scene, I think, um, where the clown got one of the girls in the bathroom with the tub oh yeah that's actually really freaky okay. i know wow. that's why i'm scared of clowns and it's not like i'm not walking down the street and i see a clown and i'm instantly <laughs> in fear it's just the fact that that dream happened over and over and over again and it just scared the crap out of me as a child and it still scares me now but i'm still able to watch um it I saw it chapter one, chapter two, whatever. But it's just thinking about clowns makes it just like sends a little shiver down my side. <laughs> I just oh, it's scary. That's the reason why I'm scared of clowns, and that's the reason why during Not Scary Farm, I don't like going over to the um, the clown area because seeing them run towards me. Oh, memories for you. Yeah. And then I'm going to book it, and then they're going to chase after me because that's what <laughs> they do. So that's the reason why. I don't. I think I have told you that story, but I don't think it was... Not that in-depth. Yeah, not that Yeah, that actually makes more... That makes a lot more sense on why you're just, like, scared of clowns. Yeah. So I've always been kind of like, they're clowns. They make balloon animals. Yeah. Not this clown. Okay, and then we have one that in pop culture fairly recently ish mm-hmm. has gotten super big trypophobia oh, God. like but yeah. the th- that's and for trypophobia for people who don't know that's like the fear of like a bunch of holes in a small area mm-hmm. i guess you could say like uh honeycombs yeah. or wasp nests or um basically stuff like that yeah like just holes and american horror story did a season on it it was it was trypophobia the fear of clowns and <laughs> and there was something else that she was afraid of recipe for a nightmare for Ashley. i could not watch like i tried my best to watch it and i got through most of it but every single time it's like the whole with you and the casting spells i had to turn the screen <laughs> off like I just don't know what it is, but just seeing a bunch of holes together, it just makes me really uncomfortable. It's not that I'm scared. It's just, it makes me feel like itchy. Yeah, it makes me itch. Yeah. That's why I don't like seeing it. I I hate it. And just like, oh my gosh. A lot of people think it's because the fact that like uh, a lot of skin diseases and illnesses manifest in like a rash that looks like a bunch of holes yeah it looks like a bunch of mumps and bumps or whatever yeah and those itch yeah and so it makes you itch because you feel it's kind of like when you see a bunch of ants on the floor yes you feel it, it makes, on you oh yeah. yeah and then when people talk about lice and it makes you it makes yeah. you scratch 
Or it's, like in movies, when guys get like hit in the balls, then you look at your oh, brother yeah. and they're kind of just like, oh, yeah, that type. Yeah, trypophobia is just, and like, again, some people don't believe it's a real phobia, but like, it is. Yeah, and there's some people who like get really, really, have really bad attacks about yes, it. Yes, I, again, I made this comment on a social media post about trypophobia, and of course, there are people attacking me, saying that it wasn't real, you're just faking it. But then there are these other people in the comments that are even worse than I am. Like, I just get, like, the basic, like, oh, I get itchy, I get uncomfortable. However, some people, they get, like, nauseous, and they literally feel, like, anxiety when they see this. And it brings me back during, the, I think it was, like, a couple months ago, there was a wasp nest outside my window. And every single time I opened my window, I saw it, and it made me so uncomfortable. Like, I told my dad, I was like, you have to get this off because... I can't even look outside my window because I know it's there and I know I'm going to look at it. And that's the thing. Like when I see it, I can't look away. Like (laughs) it makes me uncomfortable, but like I can't stop looking at it. And it just, (laughs) it makes me so uncomfortable and I, I hate it. But I've recently gotten a little better with honeycombs. Because I see on TikTok the beekeepers. I'm really interested. You're in beekeeping TikTok? Apparently, yeah. But okay. I'm actually kind of interested in like the whole like beekeeping thing. Like it's just I would never do it. Okay. But it's interesting to like learn That's about me. It's interesting to learn about bees and stuff. And they show a lot of it and I just I just have to look and I'm like, okay, it's not gonna hurt me, it's not gonna hurt me. <laughs> it's not gonna hurt me. <laughs> it's this honeycomb like, on my screen is not gonna jump out at me and hurt me. Yeah, I just uh I'm just itchy just thinking about it. <laughs> I I just holes make me I think holes are worse than honeycombs. Oh yeah. Because yeah, holes sure. are just They're empty voids. Yes. But when there's like shapes, it makes it a little better. And honeycombs, they're not, like, deep. They're kind of, like, you can see the, the, the back. Thing, yeah. But with wasp nests, they're, like, tunnels. And yeah. you can't... Oh, my gosh. No one likes wasps. Like, <laughs> I, I don't even know why they're a thing. Like, no one like. They're not... They don't help. They don't help. They just anything. kill things. And their nests are disgusting. That's a question mm. for God. Yeah. And so... And this isn't like along the same lines of that, but if we were to go from like trypophobia to something like being buried alive or falling mm. into a volcano. Okay. So we, we go from something that's like we see in not every day, but like something that's more reasonable. Common. To, yeah, yeah. More common to like the likelihood of us falling into a volcano or being buried alive. Yes. So close to zero. the reason why I put that I was watching this um, Amazon Prime series and they were talking about how back then medicine was so like guessy guessy that they didn't know if you were dead or not. Like you could pass out and they'd be like, oh, she's dead <laughs> <laughs> and they just bury you and you know the saying, um, saved by the bell? Yeah. So apparently, there's this guy that was like, okay, there's too many people that have been buried alive, so I'm going to make this contraption where they have this bell, and there's this rope, and they tie 
the rope around your feet and your hands and oh so when gosh. you're when you wake up and you start like freaking out and moving the bell starts oh ringing and the people know to come get you out and that's where that saying comes from saved by the bell because you're literally being saved by a bell that's so scary yeah oh my gosh and that tv show that they made saved by the bell that's they that's probably didn't trash. even know that's totally <laughs> exactly oh my gosh and just like the thought and the reason why this came up was because in that um, series, they were talking about um, this niece, this girl and her niece, um, they grew up together and um, the niece, she fainted and they thought she died. And so they buried her and the girl, she was having these nightmares of her like trying to get out of the coffin and like clawing and stuff. So she got up, she went to the graveyard and she was like begging these people like, please, she might be alive. They unburied her, opened her coffin, her nails were broken and there were scratches on the coffin and she was dead because she she died of fright. Oh that God. scared the crap out of me, just the thought. And I read this book in um, freshman year of high school about this guy who would um, bury um, these girls and he would give them like one breathing tube or something. I don't yeah. remember the preface they of the book. They even made a Criminal Minds episode about yes, it. Yes, they also made a Hannibal episode about that <laughs> where the guy, it was even scarier because it was this pharmacist and he would give um, people something else and he would induce their diabetes and then he would kidnap them and then he would bury them alive in um like a shallow grave kind of thing and then fungus would like grow on them so the people didn't know like they're like oh it's mushrooms they didn't know that there were like humans oh under that that scares the crowd the fact that it was a pharmacist too like this man has control over your medications and he's doing this knowingly like that scares me even more that's why my fear of being buried alive like i know the likelihood of it happening is like low zero per maybe like 0.1 percent <laughs> but just the fact and the fact that you can't get out like yeah. those coffins are they're sealed shut yeah so you're gonna either suffocate or you're gonna die of starvation dehydration like there's you're, that's the end times yeah that's it so on that note <laughs> a light note we're Close to running out of time. Yes. So, Ashley, as my guest, again, you get a final word about irrational fears before I ask my final question. Okay. So, I would say please don't attack someone based on their fears because you don't know what happened to them that made them scared of these things. And it kind of just like, makes them even more insecure to talk about it and what if like they need help like what if this fear is so overwhelming that it could harm them so i would just ask don't attack someone based on i mean it's easy like you can make fun of them like if you're if they're like a friend <laughs> like i can make fun of a boon for being scared of spiders but i'm not gonna like your phobia is fake <laughs> don't do that that's just wrong so be nice and so my last question, as always, I'll answer it first, but has your opinion on any fears we've talked about today or fears in general changed? For me, yes, because <laughs> I didn't realize how deep your fear of clowns went. Yes. 
to like childhood trauma. Like I had a similar story with uh, King Kong when I was little watching that. And then like the little creatures on the island. Those things were scary. The corners of my room, I could never go there. And to this day, I still do my best to avoid corners of my room when it's dark. But Those like, were scary. I will give so like just getting into the background of why we have some of these fears, mm-hmm. it helps a lot. And yeah. so like, yeah, my opinion has changed a lot. Yeah, same. I would have to agree with you. I forgot about the whole um, spider bite story that you had. Um, yeah, I also didn't know that you had trypophobia. Yeah. I For some reason, I didn't know that. So, I yeah. Even strawberries sometimes, I'm not a fan of like actually like grabbing them because then I can feel all the little holes. Oh. And that makes me want to rip my skin off. I don't really grab strawberries. <laughs> I, I don't I go did. around like to stores grabbing strawberries. Well, no, when I eat a strawberry, I eat it by the, the green thing. I just put it in my mouth and... Well, I don't eat just, strawberries. I oh, like cut yeah. them and put them in smoothies because I don't oh. like strawberries straight up. So yeah. I like cut them with some bananas and yogurt. I but. never even thought about I don't think I really... Touch get triggered by shotguns. Yeah. <laughs> Touch them to get triggered by them. <laughs> yeah. Now you're going to think about it the next time you grab a shotgun. I will. All right. So that's it for today's talk on irrational fears. Thank you all for tuning in, tuning in. And I hope you tune in next time. Until then, stay blessed.